Roundtable, your source for all things weird hip-hop and nerd culture and digital church goodness. I'm Chino Mage. Thanks for joining in on a Friday afternoon. If you're here live at twitch.tv slash Church, beg your man with the lurk. Get in here and actually talk to us. Don't be antisocial and run away. Uh, <laughs> am I, I'm allowed to yell at him like that, right? He's at work. Even better. Get, get it. Put it. Just put your AirPods in and just talk to us. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Welcome. We have a lot, lot, lot to get to here at the roundtable. I'm joined by uh, two of our friends from Lux Digital Church and one adorable puppy who hopefully will be turning into a human here pretty soon. Starting below me in the order, uh, wearing I'm assuming a Green Lantern shirt. Is that correct? Yeah, Green Lantern. You are, you are correct. Yes. Uh, I am. Hello, hello. I'm good at that. Templar 10. And uh, I'm always asking the tough questions here on the roundtable. And so today, my tough question is this What is the scariest insect to you? This will become apparent why I'm asking this in a second. Oh, scariest insect. Yeah. Putting you on the spot here, I know. Yeah, just visually scary. I mean, like some of those crazy looking millipedes. Dealer's um, choice. Dealer's choice. Figure with like with like you know with like the the tons and tons of legs, just like you know crawling around. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't like spiders, but I feel like that, and they're not technically insects, I guess. Anyway, right? It's true. It's true. They're octopuses. <laughs> Yeah, I think yes, that's is that technically they're the same family. Yeah, <laughs> no, um, yeah. I guess I guess millipedes. <laughs> if you're going to put me on the spot, millipedes. Okay, cool. Uh, joining us all the way from a bee-infested cavern in the middle of uh, Pennsylvania, the lift, aka Pastor Mark from Lux Digital Church. And Mark, um, would you? Well, first of all, you want to answer the question of the day: What is the scariest insect to you? Definitely bees. I hate, I freaking hate bees and I'm terrified of being stung to death by them. Cool. So there's that. So why don't you regale us and the rest? Uh, oh, Reed pops in into the chat and says, remember murder, murder hornets. I do because uh, mm. I'm in Florida and those are a common occurrence down here. Murder hornets. So thanks, Reed. Wait, you still have murder hor- hornets where you are? We never got rid of them. Yeah, we we live in a constant state of murder hornets and murder alligators and murder snakes and murder mosquitoes. So, yeah. Mm-mm. I'm I, not living in a place that's murder again, hornets. I, it's I another to, reason to not move to a swamp. Exactly. And I, I want to reiterate the point that I've made on this very show here before. God never intended anybody to live in Florida. We just kind of are flaunting and flouting the rules by being here. There's sinkholes. Literally, your house can just get swallowed up. Uh, and it happens like routinely. A restaurant that my wife and I go to for our date nights. Uh, we went there one week and it was fine. And then the next week we went there literally one week and a hole that was like 10 feet wide had just opened up right in front of it. And they kind of had to shut the parking lot down. And then they had to shut the restaurant down for like two months because the foundation was starting to fall into this hole. Uh, so yeah, by the way, what's up, Adam, Adam was in my stream earlier today. He was hanging out and he playing destiny too. So welcome in Adam. Good to see you here. Lux dude. Awesome. Reed says I'm in Florida now. I see none. You moved to Tampa, bro. Move down into the middle of the swamp. We're always here. Yeah, Adam. Hello, hello. Uh, okay, Mark. So regale us with the tale of murder bees trying to kill you and the studio. Uh, so the other day, there was a whole series of negative events that happened right before church this past Wednesday and actually the Wednesday before. But one of the the like the one that capped it all off was I noticed that there's like the door to the studio that's above my garage. And then like directly up into the right, I noticed a bunch of yellow jackets going in a hole in the siding. And it's just like, 
it's a block it's it's a block two-story building with like this old janky wood siding and it's like right at the top of the block and the first one there's like a hole a chip in the block and they were going in to the cement block and i was like ah dang it so i waited and i streamed wednesday night until one and at the end of the night i took an old cheese ball container lid with some seven dust on it and just yeeted it up against the hole and then i immediately took a caulking gun and filled it full of caulking thinking like done deal i sealed all of the idiots in there well i didn't and as it turns out they all came back the next day and got super ticked that they couldn't get back home so now they're just swarming the side of the studio right at the door and trying to find a way in and uh because evidently there's something important to them like their children or queen or something and uh, cause I don't think they make honey they just sting you and they're the worst. So today they found out that there was a gap around the door that could get them sneaking into the studio. So I have killed 45, probably yellow jackets inside oh. my streaming space and inside the studio this morning on the door. No, I keep the lights off. So like they just go over there and try to get back out through the window. And yeah, it's not, it's not great. It's a pretty hostile work environment at the moment. So can you call HR on the bees? Like, how does that work? Nope. There's no one who I can call except me. Uh, Mark is over there fighting for his life. He is. Hi, Bougie. Good to see you, dude. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, thoughts and prayers uh, to you. Um, you know, you, you asked why the bees are actually attacking <laughs> you. And it, and it literally is because you have taken hostage their women and their children. So I like... And and not only that, you're poisoning them. So put yourself in the bees. Yeah, I'm okay real quick. with that. I'm okay with that. All right. All God's all God's creatures, gonna... right? <laughs> not yeah. a lot of sympathy going on here. No, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> no. Just deal with it, Mark. Shut up and deal with it. You have a nice studio with air conditioning to sit in. What's the worst that could happen? You could just get stung a bunch. Suck it up. I know. I, I meant you didn't have any sympathy for the bees. No, oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, totally. no, I also have no sympathy for the bees. But also, Cheetah's like, quit being so Gen Z. Just get stung. Um, Suck it up. He he can call Jen. She's an expert in dealing with invading species. She's handled uh, a rat the other day. What? What's some bees? Was I the rat? What was the rat that what my happened? wife handled? I know you broke a toilet seat, but I didn't know there was a rat. I had no, I have no idea. I don't think there was a rat in my house. I huh. mean, if there was a rat in my house, I'm super surprised to be honest with you. I had no idea. Cool. I had cool, no cool. idea. Are you, are you allergic? Oh, there was a raccoon that kept, no, I'm not allergic. I just don't like them. I don't like being stung. I mean, I don't know anyone who's like, bro, let's go get stung. Um, but I personally do not like being stung at all. Okay. I mean, that's 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 normal i don't think anybody likes to be stung uh we should be joined by our good friend navalos here uh he's got some stuff going on with his church right now uh raccoon rat says same difference as bougie i mean you're not wrong they're all of that really like get off my front porch mentality in my my head so uh by the way have you guys ever seen an armadillo i saw some hit in the road before yeah they're they're routinely roadkill around here but like they are so i was out running uh, it was about two weeks ago. I, I used to see him quite a bit. Uh, and where I run, oh, there's Nav right there. Uh, where I run is actually a, let's see if it actually pops in here. No, it doesn't pop him into here. Nav, hold on, buddy. I'm going to delete the thing and then I got to make sure that you're not a dog anymore. Hey, Navalis joins us in the chat. Hey. Uh, Wild Nav appears. How you, how you doing, man? Uh, it's been crazy today, but I'm good. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Chemical. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say question, no, question, question of the day is uh, what's the scariest insect to you? 
Scariest insect. Oh my goodness. Um, it's going to be pretty common jumping spiders. I'm just like any type of spider that jumps. I don't know. Like you try to, you try to capture, I don't usually don't kill spiders. I'll just like capture them and take them outside, you know, cause I think they do good things. But, uh, but when it starts jumping at me, what do they all do? Like your taxes? Off. They like, they take care of like, they, they pay your mortgage. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> okay. Well, okay. You can I can explain. <laughs> I like mosquitoes. I mean, I don't like mosquitoes. I'm sorry. I like spiders because they kill mosquitoes and other bugs that bite me. And so I think they do a good thing. And, uh, so yeah, so I'm okay with spiders being around because they kill other bugs that I don't like, but if they jump. All bets are off. Nav, you're in the you're in the in the kind of the area that the list says I like mesquites. Um, yeah, I do. I like mesquite barbecue. I'm a big fan of Sonny's barbecue pit. Um, Nav, do you do you guys have bat houses? Do you do like bat anything around your area? Um, no. Okay, explain Ge- that to me. Explain Georgia, that to me. Explain. In Georgia, we had at one of our houses at the last house we lived in before we moved here. We actually had a bat house. We had like a big. Um, we had like a, about an acre of land, like, well, three quarters of an acre of a backyard and there was a stream and there was like a billion trees back there and the mosquitoes would be like, you know, B 52 bombers coming at you. And so one of the ways that the people that had had lived there before us was to install a bat house. And literally they attracted bats to this house. It was like on a tree that was like 20 feet in the air. And you could actually see the bats like doing their thing in there. Um, and then when evening came, all of a sudden they would just and just leave and go hunting. And the mosquito population went down like that. It was amazing. The, and these little suckers, like they didn't care about you. They didn't care about anything. All they wanted was all the mosquitoes. So if you're like, if you're like interested in it, I, I got a guy like I can hook you up with a with a bat guy. Uh, with, and, uh, <laughs> with the dude who has bats. <laughs> It's crazy. I, I I want to know this bat guy because that would be awesome. Because I live out kind of like off the road, and there's like farmland around me and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Okay, I'll, I'll hook you up. <laughs> Unfortunately, the guy that we bought the house from, he he did a lot of I think crack or cocaine, uh, and <laughs> one of the two, and they sold the house to pay off a bunch of debts, and then they live now they're living in an RV somewhere in the United States. They could possibly be in Canada. I'm not sure. Uh, so nothing like raising a bunch of bats from your RV. Hey, who wants to come buy bats out of, out of my camper? So there's, uh, but I'll vouch for this. I have a brown bat colony uh, in an abandoned warehouse uh, right next to our house. And every night in the summer, there are hundreds of bats that come up out of the chimney of this abandoned warehouse and they eat the crap out of bugs. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. They eat, they eat the crap out of bugs. Cool. Uh, that's a, that's just, we need to clip that. Uh, we can use that a lot. Yeah. Um, so we've got a lot to talk about here. Uh, a quick little programming announcement before we get going. So the round table is obviously not yellow jackets. No, they don't eat yellow jackets. Nothing eats yellow jackets. I don't think, I think they're like an apex predator. Um, yeah. Yellow jackets are horrible. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah. Programming changes around the, the round table. We're going to be turning this into an audio podcast. And as we turn this into an audio podcast, uh, we're also going to be changing up a little bit of the format. So typically what we end up doing is we talk about some of the things we've been playing, watching, consuming in nerd culture. Uh, and then we move into some sort of kind of lighthearted topic, either 
pop culture or video games or things streaming and watching and, you know, the hilarity ensues there. And then we'll usually get into kind of a more serious, biblically based Christian response type topic. Well, what we found is that we're kind of running out of time in between all those and we don't actually get to engage with any set little topic. Uh, So what we're going to be doing is actually splitting those last two topics up between episodes. So one episode we'll do kind of like this episode, we're going to be talking about some games and some things that we're really excited about over 2020, the end of 2022 on into 2023, things that have been announced that are going to be released, uh, and we'll get a chance to actually engage with those. Next time, we'll get into a little bit more serious of a topic. We're always going to kind of talk about the things we're watching, playing, consuming, because we honestly, it, it's cool just to get to chat with you all, what you guys are playing, watching, consuming, doing all that stuff as well. Uh, so that's just kind of a, a strict little change. If you hate it, deal with it. Uh, light, us, light us up in the chat or pop over to the Discord, discord.gg slash Lux Digital Church uh, and light us up in there. But with all of that being said, Nav, we're going to start with you. What have you been watching, playing, listening to, consuming in nerd culture? Uh, let's see here. Uh, I've been, I don't know if it's considered, it's a comedy show, but I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's a great show. should watch it. Amazing show. It's on uh, Peacock. So uh, we kind of go through that again, laughing just hysterically about it. Uh, really good stuff. Uh, other shows, uh, picking up the Sandman again. I'm only a couple episodes. I think I've watched like three or four episodes. So uh, I'll let you guys know what I think next time we get together. Cause just vacation, life got busy, stuff like that. Uh, let's see what I've been watching. I am catching up on demon slayer, which is an anime. So really good anime. I've been waiting for all the, the dub to come out because I'm lazy and I don't want to read subtitles. And so when I sit down and watch the show and uh, so do that, then I've been playing Xenoblade three, Xenoblade three has been really fun to play. Um, every mind. Okay. The more I play Xenoblade three, the more it reminds me in some way of breath of the wild. I know that sounds weird, really, but I started researching this monolith, which makes Xenoblade Xenoblade because they're kind of a uh, part of Nintendo. They helped with breath of the wild and they're helping with breath of the wild too. So there is like the open world aspect and everything. Um, you know how like the Breath of the World, the Breath of the Wild open the world aspect. There's a lot of that areas in Xenoblade that are very like similar. Not I, I mean in style of like Breath of the Wild, which hmm. kind of like I get Breath of the Wild vibes when I'm going through certain areas and stuff like that, which is like which has been kind of fun. And I'm just like, okay, I can see where Monolith has helped uh, the Zelda team with some of the open world stuff and and everything. So. Um, Anyway, I've been enjoying that. The story's been pretty good. Um, if you like MMOs and stuff, the, the battle system is very much an MMO kind of battle system where you just kind of like your characters auto attack and then you're you're kind of setting up combos and special attacks with your characters. You can switch between all the characters. It's crazy. Some battles, there's like... Your characters can go up to seven in, in your party and then there's like several enemies at the same time. So it's like this mask clashing happen and so you can switch between your characters to get them it's, it's crazy anyway it's been really fun story's been good i've been enjoying it lots of areas to explore there's like oh there's a cave right there i'm gonna go in this cave oh there's this that's why it reminds me of breath of the wild because you're just like walking around and all of a sudden you see a cave and you're like where does this cave go and you just go in this cave and you find some loot and it's like cool so but anyway that's what i've been doing on vacation and stuff and uh and then i as you know chino and i've been talking about Dio field chronicle uh I beat that demo over vacation and I am pumped about that game. So it's, it's probably a day one purchase for me. Just, it's good. It's good. Anyway, yeah. that's it. There you go. That's cool. Uh, how was vacation for you? Uh, it was good. 
except for Wednesday when I sort of got sick. It was kind of like one of those, uh, I woke up sore throat, kind of like a little bit of head cold. It was like one of those things where I could either like tilt down and just rest of vacation be sick or get better. And thankfully I got better. It was like, went out, got vitamins, medicine. I'm like, this is not happening. So Wednesday was rough. But other than that, great time. Um, the coolest thing, have you ever heard of the bioluminescent bay? You ever heard of that? No. Before? Is that, is that okay. where like you go at night and you can see all of the green stuff in the water? No. Well, it lights up. It's blue. blue and sometimes okay. it's green, but it's mainly, there's only three places in the world, technically four, but two places in Puerto Rico, one place in Japan and another place in Cocoa beach where we were and only happens in August. So we actually went out and the, uh, this preserve is called a thousand Island preserves and it's a bunch of kayaking and paddleboarding trails. But anyway, um, I'll try and post a video on discord, but when you paddle, it basically lights up blue all around you. So when fish were swimming at night, oh, it was awesome. just like, it was like, just like streaks of blue and like blue and white all over. It was just glowing when you paddle. If you went to like reach water and grab it, it was just like turn blue in your hand and fall out of your hand. It was like crazy. I'd never experienced something like that. So, um, it was really cool. So like when you're paddling and fish are scattering from you, it's just like streaking blue all around you. Hmm. And it's like crazy. Hmm. So That's... I'll have to post a video. Yeah, so. that's that's super cool. I remember uh, Apollo 13, actually, they were talking the um, Tom Hanks's character, Jim. Oh, my gosh, I can't. Jim Lovell talks about that. Like he's there was some sort of plane crash and he was in the somewhere in Vietnam and like the luminescence, I guess, lit up and lit him back to your carrier. And it was kind of an apocryphal story until Jim Lovell actually came on. He's like, no, no, that actually happened. Like that was a real thing. That's that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> like I, can't, I could I can't imagine seeing that. It's really cool. So I'll post a video. Uh later in chat i'll do that later today and so so you guys can see it i mean well on discord but that, that's why i've been in vacation was good that was awesome there you go awesome hey that that that's life welcome in uh all right templar what do you got for us today watching consuming listening to all that inner culture uh sure so from the last week or so what i've been playing for the most part is uh total war warhammer 3 um i've been streaming it a little bit <clears throat> Um, and the game came out a while ago, but they finally released the Immortal Empires, which is this is the third Total War Warhammer game. And each one has added new factions and, you know, DLC and different things. And now they finally have combined it. So you get the entire map um, with all like 20 plus factions available on it. Um, so I've been playing that, really enjoying it. Um, it's still in beta, but it's been running well for me. And it's just a huge uh, huge challenge and it's been really fun. So, uh, I've been enjoying that. Uh, I'm a big fan of the total war games. I've been playing them ever since the first, the first total war game. So, uh, really been enjoying that. And then in terms of what I've been watching, I started watching the expanse yesterday. Um, and so I watched the first five episodes or so of the expanse. Um, and I'm into it. I mean, I can't say I love it, but I'm into it and I'm interested to see where it goes. So, um, I'm going to give it at least the, fir the first season. The first season is a slow burn. And then it, 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 I think it ends well. And that's where it gets interesting when it like towards the end of the season. So stick with it. Yeah. I mean, I'll give it, I'll watch the first season anyway, and then see kind of where I'm at on it. Uh, and then today, earlier today, I watched a movie called the Samaritan or Samaritan, um, which was, a. it just came out. It's like a Sylvester Stallone I think it's exclusive. It's just like an Amazon 
Prime movie um, where he plays like an older sort of retired superhero. Um, and it looked kind of fun to me. I mean, it was okay. Uh, I, uh, you know, it doesn't break any new ground, but as a sort of straightforward action movie, I've got a bit of a soft spots for Stallone. So for me, I, I had some fun. with. How is he still doing it? He's like 95, isn't he? He's not young. In his 70s. Yeah. He's in his early 70s, I think. Uh, HGH and steroids, from my understanding, yeah, and, I think. And he's got a lot of Jesus in there, too, but it's mostly HGH and steroids. <laughs> I mean, he's been saying for, like, the last 20 years, he's been recommending anyone over, like, 50, I think, to take, take HGH um, for, like, m- muscle density and, like, bone density and strength and stuff like that. So, huh? I mean, whatever. It seems to be working for him. So, hey. Yeah, I I mean, his insides have got to just be turning to just rot, though. You know, just his outside, his exterior just looks like paper mache. He's had a lot of plastic surgery, too. I mean, so that certainly hasn't helped. Yeah. Most people in their like, like, you know, 70s going into their 80s, like it isn't that kind of the isn't that kind of the deal? Like your insides are kind of turning to rot, right? That's touche. But but that's what I'm saying. His his insides are turning to rot, but like his outside looks the same as it did when he was 50. You know, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I saw a video of him and it was like his two daughters, like introducing him to do something. And I was like, wait a minute. He looks the same age as his daughters and his daughters are like in their thir- mid thirties. I think it's crazy. <laughs> Tanning bed, I guess. Tanning bed and a lot of hairspray. Good for him. Uh, I do. So you and Nav, before we get to Mark, uh, you and Nav have watched the Sandman. Mark, have you watched Sandman a little bit? I, I haven't had a chance to to watch any of Sandman yet. No. Okay, so we'll we're gonna do a deeper dive on this on a later episode. But real real kind of quick um, thoughts on Sandman from you guys. Sure. Um, so I, I finished the first season. Um, overall, I think it's good. Um, unlike many of the shows we've watched and reviewed for the show, I think it's well written. Um, I think it's mostly pretty well directed. Wait, 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 wait. Um, Hold on. What what was better, this or Obi Wan? This is better than any of the shows we've watched. Okay. You more, sure? It's more com- it's more competently made than any of the shows we've talked about on on the roundtable. Well, th- more than Stranger Things season four. Oh no, I forgot about Stranger Things. Stranger but Things is better. Is there a twelve year old girl who can't run in Sandman? Oh, thank goodness. Um, thank goodness. No, uh, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of running in Sandman. Uh, there's not really a lot of action in Sandman. It's much more slower paced, more psychological. It's very atmosphere based, I would say. Um, so my quick review is it's good. Um, I think the vibe is really interesting. Now, the vibe doesn't particularly appeal to me. Like it's not it's not really for me. Um, but I can't really complain about too much about it. Like, I think it was well-written. I think it was well-acted for the most part. I think there's two pretty glaring casting issues in the show that when we talk about it at a later date, I'll get into. Um, but it's mostly well-acted, well-directed. Visually, it looks really good. Um, and, and so it was, it was well done. So, I mean, for me, it's probably like a 7 out of 10, 7.5, something like that. I think it's pretty good but I'm not into the tone or sort of the vibe of it that much. It didn't particularly appeal to me, but that's fine. If you're into the vibe of it, I think people would really love it. So. Hmm. Cool. Uh, Nev, you've watched how much of it? 
Um, three episodes. Okay. I and think I was you- like, look, it's three episodes. Uh, it took me a little bit cause I'm not familiar with the comics or anything. Um, but it took me a little bit. I'm like, okay, what's this about? It's kind of based off a of comic. So that I was kind of interested in that. And it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like, I thought of it almost like, uh, it's like watching the darker Chronicles of Narnia type feel like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's like, you know, because there's like this alternate world type thing, like the dream world, basically. And there's like all these mythical creatures there too, that kind of are dreams and stuff. So it was just kind of weird. It was, I mean, I liked it. It was like weird. I'm interested. Um, I like the tone of it and the setting. Uh, like I said, the writing's pretty well done. And it, it like the first couple, it takes, a, I think it was like the first two episodes I watched takes things to set up a little bit, but once it sets up, it's like, okay, I see where this is going. And then, my wife and I were watching it and we got really upset with one part of the episode too. But anyway, <laughs> so my wife did. And it's like, this is, anyway, it was, well, when we do review, it's not, it's not like a bad thing. It was just like, they did something in the show. They're like, well, I understand why they did that. But like, I'm like, that's not, I like, I didn't like it. But anyway, um, but it's a good show. I recommend it from just what I've seen. Um, I'm enjoying it better than most superhero slash comic based TV shows, movies and everything, because you don't have all the jokes and stuff that other ones have. And it's a more, and I like that. It's this more serious setting. Hmm, cool. Um, so, St. Bear says more like pans lab or sounds pans labyrinthy. That's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. I, that's labyrinth true. Okay. Feels, yeah. Feels how old is pans labyrinth? Like in, from the eighties maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's like pans labyrinth. Yeah. Pans labyrinth is like mid two thousands. You know what? I've got the power of the internet, like right are you, are here. You thinking, you're thinking of the David Bowie movie Labyrinth. That's different than Pan's Labyrinth, which is the Guillermo del Toro yeah. uh, movie set during the Spanish uh, Civil right. War. That, that's yeah. exactly what I'm thinking. Okay. I'm thinking of the movie Labyrinth. I'm thinking of the movie Labyrinth. Okay, I am too. I that I that's all I could. See. Yeah, 2006. You're right. That's all I could. Yeah, hand eyes. That's <laughs> thanks, Reed. Um, that's that's all I could see was David Bowie like flouncing around in glitter all over his face cool i'm glad it's not i'm glad it's not like that i did not like labyrinth i know it was a thing like back in the 70s but now i'm i'm good yeah people love it yeah uh mark what have you been watching playing listening to consuming in nerd culture outside of destiny <laughs> uh that's it that's it I, I i haven't had a lot of time outside of that um prepping for lux unplugged uh so we have a pittsburgh meetup tomorrow um prepping some mouse guard characters for that um honestly like i had my 3d printers are down i haven't had a chance to to work on them the last couple of weeks um i really haven't had the chance to watch anything the past couple of weeks like we've just been life was pretty full um i did kind of get my daughters uh starting to watch avatar the last airbender which is really cool and we are getting ready to launch an avatar the last airbender uh rpg tabletop rpg play podcast which is going to be really sick and we're playing in we're playing with fate and we're playing in fate is a, a rule system and we're playing in between the death of uh avatar roku and uh sort of the discovery of ang as the avatar and it's sort of like a political intrigue um sort of like you know uh like the beginning of world war Two, right the germans are are doing uh you know like military operations and, but, but it's clear that there's more than that going on, but 
but no one's really saying exactly what's going on. There's not open war, but there's conflict brewing. And so we're playing uh, a waterbender, airbender, and earthbender um, who are uh, kind of like spies uh, in that setting. So we're really excited for that. Episode zero comes out here soon. Other than that, I played a lot of Destiny 2 this week. Really enjoying getting back into that. Um, super fun. Also really good looking at the Legends of Runeterra cards that are coming out uh, next Wednesday. So like... You know, we're really coming into the sweet season, right? Sort of like September, October, November, like stuff leading up to Christmas is kind of like it's kind of like the sweet season, sweet sweet season for video games. Um, you know, you get a lot of your yearly or you know every other year titles uh, that are major titles that are coming out during this time. So, which is why we're talking about what we're talking about. So, looking forward to some stuff. But yeah, Destiny Two is kind of it, it. It certainly caught my attention this week and been really enjoying getting back into that game after a year away from it. So. Uh, Josh jumps into the chat and says, I've been playing a ton of Final Fantasy 14 and have been on TikTok. So that, a lot of my nerdy stuff. And Josh, uh, I ha- I'm going to out you on the podcast right now. You were on my stream. I was streaming Destiny while well, I was streaming something last night. I can't remember. I think uh, Elden Ring. And then we'll get to that in a second. Last night, and Josh jumped in and said he had been up till 7 a.m. And he had just woke up at 4 p.m. Uh, so he kind of flipped his entire thing. And I, I scolded him and said, like, Josh you just had the COVIDs like you need to, you need to calm down here. And he's like, no, I'm probably gonna do the same thing tonight. So Josh, did you just wake up? It's uh, it's three 30 on the East coast. Did you just wake up? Cause if you did like, congratulations, I'm very proud of you. Uh, also, uh, somebody St. Bear was asking about, uh, feelings about the last airbender live action coming up. Anybody have any, anybody looked into that yet? I said in the chat, I mean, the, 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 the original creators left, um, who like made the original animated show out of like conflicting visions for the show or something, which I don't know what to make of that because I mean, obviously they made a masterpiece in Avatar The Last Airbender, but then they also made Legend of Korra. So, you know, they're kind of hit and miss. Um, so, but I feel like them leaving is probably not a good sign. And if Netflix's vision for it was different from theirs like netflix's netflix's vision for most of the stuff that they make themselves is not very good um so i'm not super hopeful uh, at this point i'll probably check it out to see but i don't know i'm cautiously optimistic yeah i guess i I am too i mean it it can't be any worse than the other one so well i'll watch the trailer the trailer is bound to be okay (laughs) I will watch the trailer that I will, I'll, I will see from there. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Mika also jumped into the chat and said, I uh, just got back into dead by daylight. Also cool. And realized that Demogorgon mains are annoying. You are not wrong there. Uh, Demogorgon mains are very annoying. Uh, I, so for me this week, I have been, I just kind of referenced it earlier. I picked up Elden ring on my PC and I picked it up like two weeks ago and I hate souls games. No, I, not that. Hold on. Let me rephrase that. I don't hate Souls games. I want to like Souls games, but they don't want to like me back because I'm terrible at video games. Uh, And so like, I just, I know it's like, well, get good nerd. And like, I don't have time to get good at these games. And so like I try, I've tried to get into all of the Demon Souls and all of the Dark Souls. And I tried to get into Bloodborne. I fell off. I, I got like, probably 10 hours into Bloodborne and that was a super accomplishment. And then I just kept running up against this like big wolf thing. And I was just at, at some point I just put my controller down. I was like, I don't, 
I don't, I can't, I don't have the patience for this. This is not a, this is not going to transfer into anything else in my life. So I gotta, I gotta go do something productive. So then Elden Ring came out and I was kind of flirting around the edges of it. Like, I don't, I want to play this. I want to like this, but I was just going to watch like doc in our chat, uh, in our, the 10th doctor forever. He was streaming it. And so I would jump into his stream and watch him and just kind of like, ha ha ha, you died again, sucker. And then I started getting a little more intrigued. And then YouTube recommended a video for me on how to farm like millions of soul or millions of runes at the, their, you know, souls, but runes and like to overpower your character. And I was like, you know what? Sure. Why not? And so I picked it up on the PC, downloaded it. Looks great. Plays great. Uh, sure. You have time, Chino. Just do what I do. Yeah, Josh, that. Yes. I'm going to stay up till 7 a.m. and then wake up at 4 p.m. My wife would, she would, she would hammer drop me uh, from the top ropes. So played a little bit of it did the OP thing. I started like three characters and I don't know, I got maybe two hours into it. You just have to get 1% better at, at Elden Ring says bougie. Do that consistently. Bougie. I don't have time, man. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I just don't want to. Uh, so last night I was streaming and I, I kept dying against the same guy, Margaret, the something or other. He's like the first main boss. And I just put the controller down. I was like, you know what? Destiny 2 is calling me. So I flipped on Destiny 2 and my son, well, my son and I were playing Fortnite for a little bit. Uh, Fortnite no builds is actually really fun. Go play it. Uh, so I've been playing that a lot with my son. And then we were going to turn on Destiny. We got D2 updated. Everything was great. We played five minutes and then they shut the servers down for maintenance. And I have not, been, I didn't, I was not able to get back in the rest of the night. So I played about half an hour uh, this morning while I was kind of letting some videos render and I'm fully back in on destiny two. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to go that way. Uh, as far as I, I've actually been reading a book, uh, before bed as well by this guy, Brandon Sanderson. If you guys like fantasy, high fantasy, stuff like that, it's called way of the Kings. It's this really cool world he's created. It's super like not vulgar, which I really appreciate. A lot of fantasy guys like are trying to do the game of Thrones, you know, George RR R. Martin thing of like, all of the death and all of this and that. And like, it's not that it's very much a world building character building thing. There's a ton of action. Um, but I, I highly recommend Brandon Sanderson. I actually downloaded that book that, um, Nablus had been talking about the way of justice. I think it's what it's called. Is that uh, justice of Kings, justice of Kings. Yeah. I downloaded that. And then that's sitting in a, uh, it's sitting on my Kindle, but like I couldn't put down way of Kings. So, uh, highly, highly, highly recommended for Brandon Sanderson. He's got this like really cool throwback uh, way of writing that's really descriptive, but also like really quick to get through. So he does, you don't feel like he's belaboring any point. Um, so all the nerds out there that want to read some high fantasy stuff. Cool. Uh, Bougie also jumps into the chat and says, I feel you. I don't like Souls games either. Hard pass. I'd rather I just rather play like something fun. I'd rather play something that like is challenging, but doesn't actively want to slash my tires at night or doesn't want to like <laughs> freeze my plumbing so that my house explodes. Cause that's what it feels like with Elden ring is like, you just, you walk into a cave, you're like, Oh, there's a cool shiny light and you're dead. Oh, okay. So you respawn, you lose all your, you lose all your runes. Cool. Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go corpse run those and you're dead. Okay. Well, screw those. I don't need those. Oh man, that mountain looks really cool. I'm going to ride my horse up that mountain. Oh no. Big guy drops from the sky and you're dead. It's like, man, wh why? Like, what's the point of this? Uh, so all you masochists out there, congratulations. You can have your Elden Ring. Um, we're going to move on. We're going to move on actually to a topic that we've been kicking around a little bit. Uh, Mark actually uh, referenced it a little bit earlier that we're getting into the sweet spot of games. This is tra traditionally the time that Madden comes out and, you know, late August, early September, the 
annual Madden release comes out, Madden sees his shadow and either it's six weeks more of no games or, uh, you know, all of a sudden spring has sprung. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, video game spring is right around the corner. So uh, I had actually pulled up a a list of things that we could actually uh, look at that are coming up over the next uh, really year ish. Well, towards the end of the year, but everything that has been announced and I sent it to the guys. <laughs> Bougie says I should pick up Madden. No, dude, you're okay. Also, I lost nav. Sorry about that nav here. Let me pull you back in here. Um, there you go. You're back. Uh, and so we, I sent it to the guys last week or something like that and said, Hey, this would be cool. Let's talk about this. So everybody kind of made a, a top five list of things they're excited about. Plus some kind of OLI outside looking in contenders. Uh, who wants to start with their top fives of what they're most excited for? Got a question. Do we Shoot just it. want to each give our, do you, do we want to each give our five and then go five, all of us five, then all of us four, then all of us three and like that? Or I'm fine doing that. If you want to go actual roundtable sure. style. Yeah. 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 Let's do this. So we have a little bit more discussion with that. I think sure. that'd be kind of cool. I was going to mention that in pre-show, but I didn't, I didn't make pre-show obviously. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Templar. Are, are we doing stuff that's been announced for the beginning of 2023 or just 2022? I have stuff on here that's been announced for that's like actually announced and theoretically should come out first quarter 2023. Oh, okay. Uh, I have to add one to my list. That's fine. And yeah, that can I'm be good. that can be an OLI as well. Um, or you know, outside looking in, whatever you want to do it. Okay, so let's start with number five. And uh Na- Nav should just run the show now. I mean, he's not wrong. Pickle <laughs> IT, welcome into Lux. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Uh okay, so uh Nav, we're gonna start with you then. What is your number five here that you're most excited for? Okay, uh can I give my honorable mentions real quick? I just have two. Yeah, sure. Just real quick. Breath of the Wild 2, I didn't have it in my top five because there's no release date. My thing is, like, I have to have a release date. And so I'm not going to pick something like, hey, this is supposed to be 2023 because it could get delayed again. So uh, that that's just for me. So I, I want a release date. Uh, also, it's rumored that Metroid Prime Remaster is supposed to be coming out this December. Okay. Really? Uh, if, you know, if you know anyone like Jeff Grubb and a couple other people in the industry... Um, they know it's already been made and it's just sitting there. Nintendo has it. And so like, it's ready to go and there's nothing for in December for Nintendo right now. So they're thinking the next direct, like in September, we'll announce the Metro price supposed to be like a, in between a remaster and a remake. So it's not going to hmm. be a full remake, but it's not, it's going to be like a step above a remaster. But anyway, so yeah, that would, that's, that's, that's not, that not even on this list. I don't think that's cool. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, you can look it up. You can Google it. Jeff Grubb has said basically, and he's been pretty reliable with a lot of stuff, like with stuff he knows and stuff. And a few other people besides him have said that it's ready to go. It just depends if Nintendo's going to release it this year. Like it's ready. So anyway, because I love Metroid Prime when I played it back on the GameCube and I would love to play it again, like remastered with modern controls and everything. So those are my two. So look that up. If you like Metroid Prime, if you've never played it, play it it is awesome anyway okay number five it is by obsidian um uh, obsidian made fallout new vegas so and also outer well, outer worlds and so and they've done a few other things they're making a smaller game this is uh the main guy he's always wanted to do this but pentiment and so um you might have to look that up pentiment and it is like a murder mystery 
um, slash um, interesting art style, but it's supposed to be like a murder mystery type thing that takes place over the years. So you're trying to fit in this village and stuff like you can look at the trailer, but that has me interested. My wife is actually interested in it too. So we're going to play this together, this game. Um, but it's just like walk around, talk to people, figure out this murder that's happening. Huh. Um, kind of like, yeah. So it looks like a very, but this is like from the creator of Obsidian, like, you know, from like the main guy who made Fallout New Vegas and everything. This is like a story adventure type thing. So um, if you like D&D and stuff, this might be something up your alley just to figure out like, and, but it takes place like you, it, it doesn't like, oh, you figure out the mur- murder mystery in a year. It, it can span over 25 years of like things happening and stuff. I don't really understand all of it, but watch the trailer. It looks cool. I'm enjoying it. The art style is very interesting. So don't get put off by that. Just watch the trailer, read about it, listen to the interview. Um, but it's come out on Game Pass and that is coming out November 15th. So um, it's tw- if you need to buy it, it's $20 on PC. Uh, it'll probably be on Steam for tw- it's $20 or if you have Game Pass, it'll be in Game Pass. So either way. So PC or Game Pass is the way to play it. And so yeah, that's my number five. I know it's like a smaller title, but I'm really interested in this game to try it out. There's like multiple choices, like multiple endings, stuff like that. Your decisions matter and everything. So there you go. That's awesome. Uh, Templar, what's your number five? Or honorable mentions if you have them. Uh, yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any honorable. Well, I guess the only honorable mention I have is Forever Skies, um, which is a, it's sort of like Subnautica, but in like an airship sort of concept um, where basically like the earth is like polluted. And so you have to stay above a certain level to get above like the toxins and that sort of thing. But it's the same idea. Like you live on an airship and you're like going around scrounging and building, getting resources and things like that. And it looks really interesting. Um, but I don't believe there's been a hard, that would have made my list, but I don't think there's a hard release date for it. It's just sometime this year. Um, so it, I'd imagine it'd be fourth quarter, but um, it hasn't, it hasn't, doesn't have an official release date yet. So that, that's my only one, really. Um, so number five on my list is Destroy All Humans 2. Yeah. Um, so this is, a, this is a remake of an old... These are kind of classic. I believe they were PlayStation-exclusive games about... It, they're somewhat comedic games of aliens coming to Earth and you know them trying to take over, and you're fighting against sort of, I guess, the in-game version of like the MIB or you know, the government agents and and you're trying to basically cause destruction and stuff like that. And they're fun little games. They remade the first one and now they're doing a remake for the second one. So I'm looking forward to it. They're games I had fun with when I was younger. So uh, I might, I think I'll probably check it out and and see what's going on with it when it comes out. That's cool. Uh, Mark, honorable mentions or number five. The only honorable... Yeah, the only honorable mention that I have is a game called Temtem, um, which I'm pretty sure came out in open beta in 2020. Yes, I remember um, watching a quick look of this. Yeah, which is like it's like a new take on Pokemon. It's yeah. like a Pokemon MMO, basically. Yeah. Um, and I think it's formally I, uh, most of mine don't have release dates. There's not a lot of games that I'm like really interested in that have release dates. Um, but Temtem's my number, my honorable mention, only because I think 
I've sort of been waiting for it to come out officially. It had a lot of bugs when it first came out. There's a lot of issues with like drop rates of Pokemon and stuff, but it, it's basically a Pokemon MMO and it, it does look really interesting. So that's my honorable mention. Um, my number, I, I'm going to, I'm going to cheese this one in. I know Templar is not going to like it. I'm going to cheese it in as my number five, which is destiny Two Lightfall, which is February, 2023, which is technically not a new game. It is a big expansion for an established game. Um, but for me, I, I, I'm not a big game explorer. Like I don't, I don't go out and play a lot of new games. I'm like, I'm pretty faithful to the titles that I enjoy. And so I oftentimes get that stuff and I'm picking like one or two new things from this. But for me, Destiny 2 Lightfall is just something I looked at the list and I was like, I'm, a, I'm actually excited about this. Whereas a lot of the other games that are coming out, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to look at this. I'm not going to buy this. I'm not going to spend money on this. I don't care about this. Um, but, but, a new a new stuff for Destiny 2. I'm like, I'm very much so considering like I played it for a couple of months. I haven't played it for basically a year. I've been playing it again this week. And I'm I'm very much considering sort of replacing a lot of my Elder Scrolls online time with Destiny 2, or at least beginning to alternate between those two MMOs because I really don't have time for two MMOs and uh Elder Scrolls has made some weird decisions when it comes to listening to the community. Whereas uh, this, like I, I think that, that Bungie has done a, a better job at listening to the community of people who play their games. So um kind of excited about that. So that, that's my number five D2 lightfall. Uh, how about you? How about you, uh, Chino? What's your, what's your number five? Well, I have a, I have one uh, OLI outside looking in whatever, uh, and that is Splatoon 3 comes out in, I think, two weeks. Um, <clears throat> it's just a, it's a good game for me and the kids to play. Always looking for good things that we have four switches in this out five technically because my first one broke and I have the OLED version now. Um, and the kids and I love that. My son, who's got, went off to college, he already texted me and said, hey, here's a link to this. Like we're going to buy this day one, right? It's like, yes, we're going to buy this day one. So we'll be on Splatoon three, just splatting each other all over the place. Uh, when it first comes out, that game's awesome. My number five is actually Gotham Knights. Um, I am, I fell off hard of those Batman games. And then, uh, and by the Batman games, I mean the, the arcane fighting sort of combo based, really action heavy Batman games, Arkham Knight, Arkham City. Uh, you know, they they definitely had a formula. They definitely stuck to that formula. The last one was kind of boring and the Batmobile looked awful. And then my son, my youngest came to me about m a month and a half ago and he had found Batman on Game Pass. And he said, hey, it was uh, Arkham City. He said, hey, can I download this? And I said, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Go for it. And then I walked by to do something and he was playing it. And I found myself sitting down and just watching him play this game for like 15 minutes. I was like, man, this game, I remember how much fun this was. And then they, and then they started talking about another Gotham game coming out. I was like, you know what? Batman's like technically my favorite superhero. I don't know, man. This thing comes out like late October. I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. And then watching some of the trailer stuff, like the combat looks fluid. It looks like they fixed a lot of like the dumb little animation stuff. At least I, that's, that's what it appears like from the trailer. So I don't know. That's my number five. I'm, I'll be interested to see what what it does. It's probably get get panned by critics because the last one got panned by critics. But oh, well, I'm not a critic. I play these games to hit 
weird looking dudes in the face with uh, stop signs. That's that's why I play it. Uh, all right. So that's our fives all around. By the way, in chat, if you are in chat, uh, I posted the link to the list we're going off of. Um, feel free to pop in there and let us know what you're excited in. If you want to give us your five, four, three, two, one as you round out as well. We'd love to read some of those off on the show. Uh, we're going to move to number four. Uh, we're going to go in the same fashion too. Nav, what's your number four? Gino, you'll like this one. My number four, Tactics Ogre oh. Reborn, coming out November 11th. Um, Golf clap. I remember playing the Tactics games when they were on the N64 and PlayStation and stuff like that. So this one has me excited. The, they're updating the UI. It's the HD 2D graphics that everyone's kind of loving right now. Um, uh, the enemy AI has been improved, they said. It's been re-recorded, the soundtrack. So it's like the original soundtrack re-recorded by a live orchestra. Um, you can look this up. There's like so many improvements on this thing. Uh, but this is November 11th. It is coming out. It's 50 bucks on all things. So Xbox, Switch, PC, PlayStation, Steam, you know, everything. So uh, yeah. So Tactics Order more number my number four. I am looking forward to it. Um, like I said, fully voice acted, all the cutscenes fully voice acted, improvements on every level. It's a remake. And so I'm excited about this. When they announced this, came out of nowhere and I was blown away. I was like, yes. I was like, yes. This is what we this are, is what I want. <laughs> we are we are in a good spot for tactics games right now. We really are. Like the the isometric thing. Uh, is, that gonna, is he is he muted? Uh, there Gina we go. Man, muted? No, no, no. My 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 headphones messed up. I apologize. No. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Um, tactic. We're in a we're in a golden age for tactics games right now, uh, or at least a, like a, there's a lot of good stuff running through. Yeah, I I had to cough because I'm I'm still trying to fight allergies. So you're welcome, Saint Bear, for not coughing into the microphone. Um, you look at one of the games we're going to come out and uh, that's that, that we're going to talk about in a minute. Uh, uh, Deal Field Chronicle, which we kind of already talked about. Uh, we've got. Tactics Ogre. We've got, a, I think there's probably another Final Fantasy Tactics game coming out. There's always another one around the corner. Uh, hashtag Boomer Excuses. Bye, St. Bear. Good talking to you. Um, <laughs> uh, there's another one I'm missing. Oh, uh, the one we're playing together. Um, my gosh, why can't I remember it? Please help me with the game that you and I and Bougie are playing together, Nav. It is called... Oh, um, Triangle Strategy. There we go. There we go. Triangle Strategy. Yes. Thank you. Yes, That's yeah. just what I was. I was just right Here. there on the tip of my tongue. Um, Bougie okay. says number okay. five, number five, Advance Wars only because it's been delayed and doesn't have a release date. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. technically an honorable mention for me, too, because. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's that one looks awesome. Uh, all right. Templar number four. Uh, well, just quickly um, to talk about your number five one, I I loved the Arkham games. Arkham Knight was a little disappointing. Arkham City is definitely the best of the three. I was hyped for Gotham Knights until I saw the trailers, and now I'm not interested. Really? Um, yeah, they, they really turned me off. Like, it just looked... I don't know. It looked like they hadn't really changed very much. The combat looked kind of silly. I mean, especially playing as Red Hood, and you're just shooting someone, like, a hundred times, and yeah. then they just get knocked out. And that you're looks like awesome what is this game? Like, I don't know. It just looked, it wasn't in, I wasn't into it uh, at all. Um, if it, if it ends up being good, Hey, of DC games, I mean, I'm more interested in suicide squad. Hey, the Justice Quinn's League or something. Harley Quinn's in it. Yeah, that's fine. But, um, 
Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League looks more interesting to me, but I don't believe that one has an actual release date yet. Um, so that's one. I mean, if it's good, I'll definitely play it. I'm a big uh, Batman fan, although Batman's not in it. It's just the kind of kids. Um, so I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, so my number four is another remake, remaster, whatever is The Last of Us remake for PS5 which I know it's bordering on like Skyrim territory now with the last of us where they've remade it so many different times. I've never, I've never, I've never finished this game. I've started it twice on different occasions and I've never actually got through it. Um, the first time I just kind of stopped playing it cause I got into other things. The second time I made it to one section, I got stuck and then I just ended up going and playing some other stuff. So like I've never, you know, it's for one of the most acclaimed games of all time. You know, it's it's one of those games that sort of gave uh, Naughty Dog their like reputation for being like incredible storytellers or whatever. And I just haven't I haven't beat it. Like I haven't actually played it all the way through. So, you know, they're my understanding is they're like fully redoing it for the PS5. It's not just sort of a graphic upgrade like it's it's being completely overhauled for it. So when that happens, I'll probably I think I'll pick it up and I'll I'll give it a real kind of shot to go through it so another remake but yeah that's my number four did you i mean do you know how it ends no i don't okay. i don't think so okay i'm not gonna spoil it then it's well, actually it's really yeah, not ruin that. yeah it's really good i mean it like it deserves all of the claim the gameplay was janky as and it was broken and you could just cheese a lot of the enemies and a lot of the combat encounters were real bad but like the story itself and the Joel, the Joel character in particular, it's like, it's really good. And it's like, it's gut wrenchingly good. Um, and like, I, I, I'm honestly, you know, they've got the Mandalorian playing Joel in the new show and like, he's a good actor and I'm pretty excited about it. Honestly, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, Mark. Yeah. The show. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I think like if we're, you know, whenever it comes out in 2027, whenever they finally get done with it, I think we need to do a roundtable about it and like compare it to the TV show because or compare it to the game, because apparently they're doing the entire game as season one slash season two of the show. Don't quote me on that, but they they said they were going to try to compact it all into that. So you're taking a 40 hour game and turning it into two seasons of eight hour or, you know, at an hour a piece or something like that. So I'm interested to see how they do some of the stuff, especially the virus stuff. Uh, that'll be cool. Mark, what do you got? Number four. I never played last of us. Never, never got into the last of us. Um, my number four is going to be your number five Gotham Knights. Um, this was a hard pick for me. I sort of debated on a couple of different ones, but I wanted to pick something that was sort of like outside of what I played. I did play whatever the third Batman game was. What was that one? Uh, because there was like Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Arkham Asylum. Arkham, and Arkham, something third, Arkham, Arkham, Arkham Knight. Knight was the third one. Was it? Arkham Knight. Yeah, okay. It was Asylum City Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah, whatever the one was that you could like fly everywhere, right? Like that was the one. So when I looked at this, I literally thought by the graphics that this was like a Mortal Kombat DC Batman hero game is kind of what it looked like to me. And and I wasn't interested in that because that's just kind of what the art looked like. And then when I realized it was like an open world RPG where you're playing as one of the four 
the cool thing about that for me is that I really got into Batman during Battle for the Cowl, which is Batman dies in the comics before the New 52. And then there's a battle between, I think, Damian Wayne, uh, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, and um, uh, Dick to see who will become the next Batman. And it is a real, it's a really, really, really good comic book. Um, and I love that. That's really when I fell in love with Dick Grayson and started following Nightwing. That's when Damien really like, I really like Damien. And then it's followed up by Dick Grayson as Batman with Damien as Robin in the Batman and Robin series. And I have all the deluxe editions of the trades for that. And I really, really, really like that. Um, and I, I, you know, I know some people are, you know, they really like Jason Todd. He's sort of, he's sort of the anti-hero edge Lord type of character. I'm not really as interested in, in him in it, but, uh, as, as Red Hood, but he is a really interesting character in Battle for the Cow. So like, he's really interesting in that. So I think for me, that's, that's number four because it would get me back into a franchise that I hadn't been in. I don't love necessarily the art direction, but I love the fantasy of playing, you know, the kids. Um, you know, the apprentices, whatever, in an open world style RPG exploring around Gotham, which because I didn't play Arkham City or Arkham uh, Asylum and I, I jumped directly in at Arkham Knight, um, like because I jumped in there, I, I didn't grow bored with it at any point. Right. Like the gliding was novel to me the entire time I did it. The fighting was incredible the entire time I did it. Cause I had nothing to base it off of. And so I adored that game. I did all the riddles. I did all the stuff, you know, a hundred percent of that game and really no life did for a couple of weeks. And I don't know that I'll be that way with this game. There's just so few games that I want to buy for $60 at this point without knowing a hundred percent for sure that I'm going to like it. But this could be one of the ones that I would pick up and really play. It's a open world, open world RPG style with those characters. Just sounds like a lot of fun um, to me. So yeah, that that's why for me, Arkham Knights number four for me. Uh, Chino, you you have a number four. Yeah, real quick on the on the Arkham Knights thing though. Um, did you guys ever watch Umbrella Academy? No, I did see on Facebook today. There's a new season coming out, like the final season of Umbrella Academy or something. Yeah, I've I've watched the first season of it. It very much has. So one of the reasons I'm excited about Gotham Knights is it very much has an Umbrella Academy feel where Umbrella Academy is, you know, it's like the boys, except less um, vulgar and bloody and all that, like less stupid. Uh, not that the boys are stupid, but, you know, they they kind of played stupid characters umbrella academy is very much like kids getting trained they've all got their powers and they're getting trained in how to use them and then there's bad and they're it, it, you know it's pretty cool that's what got or uh, arkham or gotham knight excuse me feels like um and it's i don't know it seems cool it seems like very cool to like watch people get trained up plus like i f- i hope it has that grand theft auto 5 thing where you can just hit the button and the camera like swoops up and then it moves i don't know if you guys have ever played gta 5 but Essentially, you've got three characters. You hit the hit the whatever button as you're in that character. It pause, you know, it basically swoops out of the consciousness of that character, finds wherever the other character that you want to go in, and then like goes down into their head. And then whatever they're, you know, they could be 
robbing a bank or eating McDonald's or doing whatever you do in GTA five. And all of a sudden you're just that person. And like, I hope it has something like that where you're just, it's the, the auto switching. That could be very, very cool. Um, Josh also, uh, the Josh handback pointed out that there's a new ghostbusters game coming out. And I did not realize that. And then I started looking at it and it looks like ghostbusters meets left for dead. It's a four V one, um, like oh, that's interesting. Play, yeah. Player versus environmental thing. So that could be cool. Um, I'm, I didn't really like left for dead. I don't like, I'm not a big fan of those that like weird co-op thing where that just keeps getting harder and zombies keep swarming you. Did you guys ever play any of those? I played the first left for dead a little bit. Um, I was never a big fan of it either. That kind of sounds like, what was it like prey or yeah. uh predator? What was it called? Predator something mm, well prey prey was the one that like was supposed to be the one that took everything down and then kind of sucked yeah well there was prey and then there is a game where you can play as like the predator and it's like you trying to go up against four like military like soldiers who are all playing together so it's 4v1 in that sense as well predator battlegrounds or something i forget what it's called but um it sounds kind of like that so yeah i'm out on that one but hey same. Um, Josh also pointed out there was a game called I Am Jesus Christ. I actually had pulled it up and it looks very interesting. You walk in the footsteps of Jesus in this incredible first person retelling of the story of Christ from birth to resurrection. I don't know. I'll look at it. It's interesting. Yeah. Interesting concept. Yeah, it is. Um, Seems like a smaller project. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and Bougie says Back for Blood. He plays that all the time. That's that's the game I was thinking of. But also Evolve, I think, was the other one I was thinking of. All right. Uh, my Back for Blood is the new one. What's that? Back for Blood is newer. It just came out yeah, relatively, yeah, they, relatively recently. Yeah, those are the dudes that actually made Left for Dead, which I think is funny that they still put the four in the same place. Okay, my number four. We'll get moving. Sorry. Uh, a session. Uh, it's the, the Skate Sim session. I love Tony Hawk. Um, huge. I was like, I, I had, I played literally all the Tony Hawks to, to death. Um, and then skate came out and I was really angry at skate. And then all of a sudden I fell in love with skate because the, just the, I don't know, it's very non arcadey. And so I like both of them session is skate, but a little bit less technical and a little bit more, uh, skateboard cam thing. Um, so it's still like trying to be, you know, less arcadey than Tony Hawk. And, you know, there's not like Goldfinger Superman playing the entire time. But but there is very much a uh, like, hey, you're skating in the streets and there's a camera coming up behind you and you're doing your tricks and push pop shoving it and all that other stuff. That game actually has been in in early access for like two years. And I remember during the pandemic, like in June or July of 2020, like they came out with a thing like, hey, guys, we have to push all of this stuff back because of the pandemic. And it was like, no, you were supposed to come out now. And they're finally going to be able to release it off of early access on September 22nd. So look for that on your, uh, it should be on game pass, hopefully. Um, okay. Let's move to number three here. Cause we're, we're rounding the bend here. Number three, Navalis. What do you got? Uh, number three comes out in January 27th, the dead space remake. And so, Yes, check it out. Um, I never fully beat the first Dead Space, but this one I am looking up. That might not be on the list. Uh, it should be because they announced it's been, the release date is January twenty seventh. I looked this up, and so it should be there. But if it's not, I'm I'm sorry about that. And so, but uh, Dead Space remake is being it's a remake. It's being done in one continuous shot. 
So all the cutscenes, it's like it's like one continuous shot. Uh, fully the the uh, the main character Isaac, uh, he's being fully voiced by the main guy who did it back in the day. Um, but how they're doing it, not to break the site. He's not gonna he's not gonna over narrate. They say so. He's only gonna talk when people talk to him or when it feels awkward that there's no voice or anything else like that. So I, I'm excited about that because some games just like your characters talk for no reason whatsoever and they shouldn't talk, especially in horror games, you know? It's like they're just talking. It's like it's ruining the mood. Just be quiet. Let the suspense kick in. Um, so this one looks really cool. Um, it looks gorgeous. It's going to be on PC, Series X, NS, and PS5. It is um, basically, I guess you can say, current-gen consoles only, basically, not the old gens. And then what was the other thing with it? Um, I was excited about it. I can't remember. But anyway, but yeah, Dead Space 3 remake. Oh, the dismember. Okay, you know, one of the main things was like when you're like fighting the aliens and other things that are there is you use your like gun to like dismember them so they can't get to you and stuff. They say that's been improved in the AI and also so I'm very interested to see how that all works. So if you like... So I'm very interested in the game. Um, it looks really good. January 27th, it's going to be a day one purchase for me. Wow. So you're all about like the eye claw thing then, right? Well, I mean, I mean, it's like, this, <laughs> I don't know how the answer is. Um, <laughs> but no, this game kind of like, <laughs> and so uh, when I played it when I was younger, this game kind of like gave me like freaked me out in a few spots. I'm like, okay, if it can give me that sense again, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, I like sci-fi stuff and, scary sci-fi stuff awesome absolutely uh rob is pastor welcome to the chat uh we are big upping templar shirt yet again uh templar are you like a ryan reynolds fan because of green lantern or do you want to chuck him off a cliff <laughs> don't, oh, answer, don't answer that he's a canadian I, I, don't I, like, that. I like ryan reynolds with that movie is that that movie is not it hot garbage the fact that they made fun of it in deadpool is hilarious though. yes absolutely uh okay what's your uh what's your number three templar my number three is Company of Heroes 3. Yeah, dude. Um, so this is, for those of you who don't aren't aware of this franchise, it is a World War II RTS. Um, so real-time strategy game where you can play as different factions from the war. Um, it's an extremely well-executed RTS. The first one, to me, still largely holds up um, in terms of your positioning, in terms of different types of units and their abilities, the sort of suppression systems, different vehicles, resources. It's an excellent RTS. Um, I highly recommend the first one. The second one had some optimization issues, um, but it's still a pretty good game. And the third one looks great. Um, so I forget exactly. I didn't write down the dates these are coming out, but it's coming down out in the next couple of months. November 17th. If you're into November 7th. Okay, so not that far off. Um, if you're interested in RTS gaming at all, um, it looks it looks great. Um, and I still recommend checking out the first one. I think it holds up. So, yeah, Company of Heroes 3. I'm, I'm definitely excited for this. One. I played so much of that first one. We would play online. It seemed like every night. So good. Man. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, that's a that's a great shout. I, I had totally forgot it was coming out. I might have to switch one of mine. Uh, Mark, the original is a top five RTS. Really? You think it's that good? I think I think you muted yourself. That's cool. Uh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Top five RTS for me. That's a list for another time. Uh, but yeah, 
Totally. Uh, Mark, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is going to be the Pokemon, the trading card game um, that's coming out digital. So this is technically out in, but it's on very specific platforms. Like, I don't think that you can get it other in, in specific. And this one doesn't, I don't know if it has a release date. It's early 2023, but they've been talking about doing this for a while. And I don't know the exact details of it, um, but I am really excited for it because I'm a card game player at heart. There's a lot of card games that really haven't, you know, found space uh, in the card game genre. Uh, but Pokemon is wildly popular as a collectible game um, and also as, as a playable card game. And there's more and more interest in it. So the, the spark and interest in the physical tabletop game makes me wonder how well it will do as a digital expression. And so uh, I think you can you can already get this. And I don't know where you... I, but it might just be like Android or something like that. I know you can't get it on PC yet. So um, I, I'm really excited to actually I will download this and play this game once I can get it so uh, yeah the Pokemon the trading card game digital I think that's that's exciting that's exciting to me so I'll, I'll definitely be playing that one Navalis have you kept your eye on this as well yeah I have um, I've been releasing when you when you uh, leaked your list to us I saw this <laughs> on there I was like oh good choice uh, <laughs> and so um, but yeah it's gonna be on mobile Android iOS It'll be on PC eventually. It's designed to be played like vertical, so you can play it with one hand instead of turning your phone sideways hmm. uh, when you're doing this. So that'll be pretty interesting uh, when you look. You can see right there how they're supposed to be doing. So I'm keeping my eye on this because I sense. will join you, Mark, when this. Yeah, I will join you, Mark, when this comes out. We'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to play because yeah. I'm looking forward I, I, to this. I mean, I play Runeterra, but I lose interest in it relatively quickly after a new set comes out. And so I haven't had a card game in a while that I've been like genuinely really interested in. And I actually never played Pokemon correctly. I collected it. I played it. I've actually never played by the real rules. And I actually do not know what the real rules are. And so part of me kind of like wants to go back to some childhood stuff and you know, relive some of that and play what the what the rules of Pokemon actually are. So depends on how expensive it is to get into, but I'll definitely check it out and be free to play for a little while uh, and see how it goes. So that's my number three. Uh, we're on number three, right? Yeah, Pokemon, the trading card game, digital. How about you, uh, Gino? Yeah, my number three is, this is going to sound super stupid, uh, Puzzle Quest 3. There is no re official release date. It is a mobile game. Y'all can laugh at me. I don't know if you ever played the original Puzzle Quest. That game was intensely amazing uh here let me get a release date for it uh let's see puzzle quest 3 does not have a release date yet um it is coming out so puzzle quest for those that you don't know it's a match three game so do what you will with that um but then it has like rpg elements around it and so you're fighting monsters and you're doing all sorts of weird things and as you're matching, you're casting spell. I don't, I don't know. I became so engrossed in the first one. It was like one of the first major like uh, mobile games I ever played. And it I played it for probably two or three years solid. And then the second one was kind of whatever. Uh, but the third one is coming out and it looks awesome. Like the there is like actual leveling up mechanics and actual like character creation and all sorts of stuff. Puzzle Quest 3. Let's do it. I'm super excited for all of that. Uh, all right. Number two. Well, hold on. Let me go back to Bouge in here. Bougie in the chat said number three for him is where did I where did I leave it? Number three was Diofield Chronicle. We're going to be talking about that in just a minute with both me and Nav. It looks like for our number twos. Um, and then Josh 
the Josh Hamback says his number three is Breath of the Wild 2. Absolutely. We're all super looking forward to that. Nav, your number two is going to be the same as my number two. Let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Diofield Chronicle. All right. If you like Fire Emblem, if you like a little bit of RTS, if you like a little bit of Hub World to level up characters in depth, you like summons. Uh, do you like strategy to sneak around enemies and attack them? Uh, kind of like to assassinate uh, some moves. So if you go from Basically, this game is like, it looks awesome. The voice acting is awesome. The graphics I like. Uh, it's like the, almost like a classic Final Fantasy look, you know, almost like the design, um, kind of like that high fantasy look. It's really cool. But like the battlefields are awesome. They're strategy. You have to like go around obstacles, knock down barricades, lower drawbridges. There's bosses in these levels that are not just like turn-based. You actually have to like do stuff. You have to like... You can actually, basically to say it, you control four characters on the battlefield. Gino, you can jump in. So this is year number two as well. Uh, you control four characters on the battlefield. You can control them all together or individually. And so you can set them up to move around, to attack from behind, to get bonus points for attacking. Um, they all have special moves. There's some that do healing. There's some do that do uh, area attacks, AOEs. Some do single shots. You can charge through enemies. You can stop other enemies with your special attacks from doing their special attacks. It's like really good in-depth strategy uh, if you like that. Not overly complicated. Controls on the consoles are very good. I thought they were very good for the for that. So that's all I'm going to say because, Chino, I know you want to say a few things, but there's a hub world like uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I thought was awesome. I'm like, they're copying Fire Emblem Three Houses. I and mean, like, even, this is even down doing. to the borders of the windows, even down to like the sounds that you <laughs> would like of menu selection, the colors, um, the character, like the, what do they call them? Exclaims or something. The, huh? Huh? hey, you know, hey, yeah. buddy, that type of stuff. Like it's all Fire yes, Emblem. Yes. And it speaks to a certain part of my soul that I'm, I'm very excited for it. Uh, I it's less anime than Fire Emblem. Well, hold on. Mm-hmm. Let me let me let me rephrase that. It's less anime looking. Yeah. So the the yes. the you know it, there aren't like it's not everyone as a 16 year old girl and an 18 year old buff like swoopy haired boy. It's like you know it's more medieval fantasy, high fantasy looking. But the battle system was what caught me. It it frustrated me for like the first five minutes of the demo. Um, until I figured out that I could select all units by hitting Y. Cause I was like, Oh man, I got to click on every stupid unit and then I got to do this thing. And then I looked at the toolbar and I was like, Oh, well I can just hold this thing. And then a circle appears and then it selects everything. And then I can move them all on mass. And at that point, and then you could set waypoints. And so you can set like your, you know, your, your tank and your other, you know, your range guy, you set your range guy back here and he's firing and then your tank runs up there. And then you set a waypoint for your rogue to like go up here and then come back here and then, you know, backstab and you get like the big explosion of backstab thing. And and it looked awesome. And I was like, Oh, this is. It's basically like an MMO RTS because you have four characters in your party and then you can have like a, an assistant character you can attach to the main character so they still get experience but you get one of their special moves too so you can get an extra it's like there's a really good strategy but also like you said when you're moving you can actually speed up the movement too during the game so you have to go from point a to point b instead of going like the normal speed you can speed it up so they move really quickly to that point so you're not sitting there just waiting for them to move so it's like they thought of some good details with this as well 
We lost Templar and, yeah. and Mark. Uh, they're both yeah. like their eyes glazed over when when we started talking about Fire Emblem. So uh, Templar, what, yeah. what yeah. what's your number two? Go ahead. <laughs> so sorry, guys. I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it. This is not something I have any experience. Says with. the guy who listens to K-pop. He doesn't. He doesn't enjoy anime video games for some reason. I just haven't tried them. Maybe I would enjoy it if I play it. And yeah, I love I love K-pop. So hey, uh, definitely don't. Uh, definitely. I'm up for trying new things. So maybe one day uh, my number two is Hogwarts legacy. Uh, so this one comes out in February of next year. Um, this one was really fighting for number one. The only reason it didn't make number one for me is because it's untested. It's sort of unproven. Like I hope it's going to be great. The trailers look really cool. Um, but I mean, to me, this one could be a big hit or miss. Like this one is either, <laughs> I think it's either going to be awesome or it's going to just kind of fail in a way that's sort of spectacular. So, you know, because of that, I think, I think it could be awesome and I'm really hyped for it. I think if they can execute well on an open world, like Hogwarts wizarding world RPG, I'm in like, you got me. Um, But, you know, I have questions about it. We'll see how it ends up, you know, working out. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for this one. I'm, really excited to kind of explore the world it's set like before the events of the films i think it's in like the 18th century or something so it's a different time period different characters but getting to see some of more of like the history of hogwarts i could be wrong in the time period but more of the history of hogwarts i think will be really cool and yeah yeah hogwarts legacy i'm i'm hyped for it huh that looks cool yeah I i i had totally forgotten about that um Mark, what's your number two here? So uh, it's not Hogwarts, but the interesting thing about Hogwarts for me is that it's a world that I want to explore like so much. I want to see the world of Hogwarts explored. My problem is, is I don't want to explore it in a video game. <laughs> like I want to, I want more, I want more, I want more Harry Potter movies. I want more Harry Potter books. My problem is, is like, I just don't know about enough about the world. It's like, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to fly a broom, brew some potions and cast on guardian Leviosa a billion times to level up? Like, what am I actually going to do? Cause I do not want to play a video game where I just go to school. Like I have zero interest in that. Um, but but I love the freaking world. Like I love everything about the world. So like that intrigues me. But okay, so my number, I'm gonna stay in the same theme. My my number, my number two is Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. Yeah. Um I, I I'm pretty loyal to the Pokemon games. I, I've been pretty loyal to them, you know, since sixth grade in '99 when I played Pokemon Red through. Um I went through a slight hiatus, but at this point I've played through every Pokemon mainline RPG that's ever come out. Um, and so I got to get my switch fixed for Violet and Scarlet. They make some innovations and improvements. It looks like Violet and Scarlet incorporates a lot of what they learned on Arceus legends, which was by and large a disappointment for me. Arceus legends was a really novel idea that seemed to be like two thirds of the way executed. It was like, let's give you a open world Pokemon experience, but instead of giving you, a full experience let's create a really underpopulated world that makes you feel like you're playing i don't know like 
whatever the red guard version of Skyrim was like the one that came out before three Skyrims before, you know, Elder Scrolls was good or whatever. Um, like it just, it was just so wildly bland. It was so bland and it was so repetitive. And I don't think I made it past like the first three or four missions before I was like, okay, yeah, it's grindy. And I get what you're trying to do here. It looks like from first looks, it looks like Violet and Scarlet might do that better. So it's kind of this mix of like Sword and Shield had these open world elements to them that were really fun and really cool. Um, Arceus Legends took that up a level and it looks like Violet, Scar- Violet and Scarlet could could do that, those two things together very well. Um, and I'm hoping that they do. I'm hoping that they do. I, I'm not always like big on like new Pokemon. I think the villains in Pokemon games are juvenile and get worse and worse every single time they publish a game. Um, I like. I don't think there's been a, a team that's been as good as Team Rocket yet. There's all sorts of things that I could talk about with this game. The starter Pokemon look fine. Uh, the like the motorcycles that you ride on look genuinely horrible. Um, the the like the transformations like the crystalline transformations of the pokemon look at like absolutely horrendous like they look terrible um but you know what i thought like giga evolving and like mega evolving and i thought all that crap looked terrible too and it did it looked horrible but it doesn't subtract from the nostalgia of walking from gym to gym and collecting pokemon and leveling them up and seeing them evolve like it it doesn't detract from that for me to the point that I won't play it. Um, I hate the gimmicks of the mainline Pokemon games. I do. I just don't like them. Um, but other than that, like the structure that they have been rinsing and repeating every single year for 21 years, I like that. So I'll keep playing the same exact formula that, that I've, that I've played 25 times. Um, and so, yeah, Pokemon Violet Scarlet for me is my number two. I, uh, St. Bear in the chat says, I think we can all agree that Digimon is better. And I, uh, I think I should call the cops on you. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Like, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm just going to drag, get you, get you drug out and arrested for crimes against video game humanity. Um, Bougie said his number two, I got to scroll back up. Number two is Dead Island 2. Who doesn't love a character building zombie game? Dead Island 2 looks pretty interesting. I I played the first one five, maybe 10 minutes and fell off of it. So uh, I watched other people stream it and it looked fun. Uh, and then Josh Handback, the Josh Handback says his number two is the Pokemon trading game. St. Bear, I have never watched the Digimon movie. I don't care. Uh, I <laughs> I grew up in an era where Pokemon versus Digimon was worse than East Coast versus West Coast rap battles. And I chose my side and I'm ride or die Pokemon. That's, you, you know, I'm that's, that's how I live. That's how I live my life. It's a, it's a way of life now. Um, we're going to go to our number ones before we get to our number ones. Uh, I D- Digimon is the goat. Can we start booting people? Oh, I'm a, I'm a mod in the chat. now. I can start banning people. Right? <laughs> uh, see you, Josh. See you, St. Bear. Um, in all, in all love and grace. No, before we get to our number ones, uh, we just want to remind you, first of all, thanks for joining in with us. And second of all, to if you have never joined our Discord channel, most of you have, but if you have never joined our Discord channel, exclamation point Discord in the chat will bring up the link to where you can join us and hang out. We talk all sorts of nerd stuff like this. We also do a lot more. We have some spiritual discussions. We pray for each other. We hang out as a true community because Lux is an actual online digital expression of church. It's 
super cool to be fun or super cool to be part of this family. And uh, yeah, I'd love to really continue some of this conversation with us. Thanks, Josh, for posting that as well. All right, Nablus, your number one game that you are looking forward to within the next, like, let's say six months is what? It is not God of War. Good answer. Okay. Mm. And so here's here's the reason. Okay. I, God of War is going to be a great game. I'll just say that. It'll be a great game. I don't have a PS5, so I'm not going to play it for a little bit. My brother has a PS5. I'll eventually borrow the PS5 from him and play God of War. You think you'll but borrow if it? I had, uh, I, I will take it. I, I got him the PS5, and I said, if I get you this PS5, I'm like, you have to let me borrow it sometimes. Anyway, for God of War. But um, it, if I had a PS5, God of War would have been my top my top five. Probably not my number one, but my number one. It is from again, kind of going to Dead Space a little bit. It's actually from the dev co-creator of Dead Space who made the original one. It is Callisto Protocol. If you have not checked out Callisto Protocol... It's made with Unreal Engine 5, come out December 2nd, and it looks awesome. So um, check it out. I literally just pulled up an article that said the Callista protocol is going to kill you in very gruesome ways. So you've got to you've got to yeah, type, my uh, friend. I, uh, I mean, I, 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 I guess I was like Dead Space and this right after each other. It's like, this is perfect. But it looks really good. It looks fun. It looks creepy as all get out. I'm there. It's a great Christmas game. <laughs> Jeez, nothing says Christmas like aliens jumping at your face. Uh, did you ever play Control? Uh, yes, yes. So this I like looks, Control a lot too. This looks like Control plus Dead Space equals Callisto Protocol. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm all there for that. Honestly, I mean... Yeah. Huh. Cool. Uh, there you go. You definitely have a type Templar. What's your number one here? Uh, yeah. So the correct number one is God of war, as we know. Um, (laughs) so that's my number one as it should be for everyone. Um, God of War from 2018. I I can't say you can't say God of War one because now there's whatever. There's so many other games um was fantastic one of the best games on the ps yeah god of war part two episode one one. yeah whatever um from 2018 was fantastic i think the new setting and the new route to take it into an rpg from the classic slasher stuff like hack and slash stuff rather is was a fantastic direction um i was so into it. I think the semi open world was a good choice to have it sort of mostly be on rails, but have some stuff that you can go and explore as well to kind of broaden things out a little bit and have some of those Easter eggs and stuff in there. I've played it through a couple times now. I'll probably play it through one more time before Ragnarok comes out. Um, but yeah, so it's got, it's got a war to uh, Ragnarok. Uh, I'm hyped for it. The creator is different. Like the head of the game, I believe is different. It's not Corey Barlog who made the first one. Can he so leave? that gives me a, he left. Yeah. So that gives me slight pause. Um, but I'm confident, you know, with all the groundwork that they did for the first one, it's going to be fantastic. I'm excited to, to see them expand on the Norse mythology thing. Um, and, you know, get into like, maybe I assume in this one actually fighting Thor and like getting into the stuff in Asgard with Odin and they said in this one, all of the realms are going to be open. Whereas in the first one, you were limited to sort of, I think, five out of five of them, four or five of them. 
In this, you can go, you're going to be able to travel everywhere. So I assume the scope's going to be bigger. Uh, and I'm just interested to see where it goes. So yeah, it's God of War. I'm hyped. Um, like I said, Hogwarts Legacy would have maybe been my number one. But to me, God of War with the remake is sort of more proven. So I'm more confident. Yeah, it's safer, this one safer, is safer choice, right? Yeah, it's more, I'm more confident this one is going to kind of live up to the hype and be great. So yeah, it's God of War. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for it. Hmm. That's cool. That's it. I mean, I don't have a PS5. I played the original God of Wars on PS2 and PS3 and they were fine. I don't know. I, I, from everything that I saw of this reincarnated version of God of War, it looks a lot cooler and it looks, especially with like the whole father thing happening. I think it adds like a bit of vulnerability to the character. Um, and so when I finally do get my PS5, if I end up buying the one that I have available to me right now, I'll get that. But if not, I'm going to wait a year and end up playing it then. Um, that's cool. Did you like, did you do all of the Easter eggs? Did you do like a hundred percent run on the first one? No, no, I'm not a, I'm not a completionist. And when it comes to games in that way, but I just think being able to go off the beaten path, like the kind of linear path that they set for you and have be able to explore a bit, but not have it be one of those huge open worlds that you can kind of just endlessly, you can kind of get lost in, or it's just kind of space for the sake of space. Like, I think the open world thing has been done so much now that it's still, there's still some great games that have big open worlds. I just don't think every RPG needs to be a super big open world game. I think you can do stuff that's, you know, like the first, the, the first God of War remake, it's not totally open world. It's not totally on rails. It's kind of a hybrid sort of setup that I think works well. Um, and I'm, I'm into it. You know, every game doesn't need to be Red Dead Redemption two or something with like, some ridiculously big open world for you to explore. Like it, you know, it can be a bit more focused and still be a great game. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Mark, what's your number one here? Well, speaking of space for the space, uh, for the sake of space, um, my number one is, is breath of the wild too. Um, and, and it, for me, I've never played, honestly, the God of the War game looks incredible. It looks incredible. And I love Norse mythology. I haven't owned a PlayStation since PS2. I've never played a God of War game, not even for one second. I've never picked up a controller that was connected to a God of War game. The closest I've ever come to playing a God of War game was my buddy, Zach, in high school, who loved the God of War games. Um, so I just don't have any experience with PC. them. <laughs> It is. I, uh, okay. Well, there. See, I didn't even know that. Like, I thought it's been PlayStation exclusive for a really long time. I, I didn't even realize it came out of being PlayStation exclusive. It's God of War 2018 is on PC. Yeah, it is. They they did the same thing that they're doing, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But they did the same thing they did yep. with yep. Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Horizon. Okay. Okay. And Horizon. Yeah. And Yeah. I, I guess that makes sense. A lot of PlayStation. Yeah. I don't know. I just those PlayStation exclusives. I've just always viewed to be out of. Uh, you know, out of my area, like I couldn't do them. And so there's some really good ones, Horizon and Spider-Man and this that I just haven't done. Um, but for me, it's got to be Breath of the Wild. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild 1 was, is arguably one of my my favorite games I've ever played. Um, I, I loved every moment of it. I realize it's not like a, a tried and true, really Legend of Zelda game in many ways. It's better. Uh, in many ways, it's just better. It's just better than any of them. Um, it's... It, it's so good and and you're like it and so like you're right like so many ways it's it's space for the sake of space like there's so much of breath of the wild that's just like hey 
get on a horse and tromp across this beautiful land that has nothing that you really are looking for. Hmm. Um, maybe, but maybe there is stuff that you're looking for. It, it's a really good game. So I, uh, I hope, I, I really expect that Nintendo will do a great job with this. I have no reason to believe that this game would disappoint me. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think it's one of the safest games for me. I don't even think it has a release date yet. It I hope not. it'll have one by the end of this year. Yeah. Um, it, it, was supposed Wild to, it was supposed me. to be this year and then COVID happened and everything got pushed back. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's my number one. How about you, Gino? Yeah. Uh, before I get to mine, St. Bear pops in and says, there's only one God. So God of War equals evil. I appreciate that, St. Bear. Uh, <laughs> he also follows up and says, what is that? Tower of Fantasy. Is that the new anime one? Um, yeah, yeah, it's the anime MMO. Yeah, it's basically Breath of the Wild MMO, but I guess the anime animation style deters some folks. I want to give it a, I want to give it a, a look, but I watched Jate, Jate live playing it and I was like, oh, this is, I can't, I, this is like, I like anime and this is too anime for me. Uh, so yeah, uh, my number one is actually coming on the heels of the PlayStation uh, exclusive thing we were just talking about. My most anticipated game is actually Spider-Man Miles Morales, and it's supposed to be coming out this fall sometime. Uh, I played, I 100%ed the original Spider-Man uh, or the 2018 Spider-Man uh, when I had a PlayStation 4. And it was, it was a game that I actually played with my kids. Um, and so it was very cool for me where they would, we all really got into the story. They would take turns like kind of swinging around and then I'd play the main story. Uh, I, I don't like doing that. I don't like giving them control of the controller, but that's dad life. What are you going to do? And then, uh, original Spider-Man is N64. Actually, original Spider-Man is a game. My dad helped program on Commodore 64 that I played for. So suck it. St. Bear. Um, the, <laughs> uh, back, back when my dad used to program computer games. Um, the idea that they're bringing PlayStation exclusives to the PC is actually a dope idea. Um, I played the snot out of the original horizon and the original Spider-Man, uh, or the 2018 Spider-Man. And so I can't wait for Miles Morales. And then when they actually do Horizon Forbidden Dawn, Forbidden West, Forbidden Dawn, whatever it's called, uh, when they bring that to the PC, I'm super stoked. Miles Morales, I love that character. I love what he stands for. I love what he represents in the Spider-Man game. And I, it, from everything that I've heard and everything that I've seen and read, it's a more compact version of the original Spider-Man, which was, it was great. And I loved it. But I don't know that I could invest another 30 hours in a Spider-Man game. It's like a 15 hour. Yeah, get wrecked, St. Bear. Take that. Uh, it, I, I got the microphone now, son. Uh, it's uh, it's this idea that it's it's only a 15 hour game. The the fights are a little bit better. The combat system's a little bit better. And like I said, Miles Morales as a character. I just I love I love Spider-Man. I love all of that. But like Miles Morales won me over with um, what was the Sony one? Uh, oh, my gosh the end of the spider verse like that that miles morales oh yeah miles oh, morales character won me over with that um we miles have morales already came out though that's like didn't that already it's come on, out it's like on playstation but I, again i don't have a ps5 uh and so i'm waiting for the remaster of it they're doing the same thing they did with uh the spider-man remaster uh uncapped frame rates uh you can play in 4k like you can do the whole thing and i've got my PC right here and it's it can handle all of that stuff without taking without breaking a sweat. So it's just, so it's just the port to PC, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm Okay. I'm super super looking forward to that. Uh sure. we would love I played a little bit of it. Did you really? Did you like it? It was fine. <laughs> okay. Did you like the original Spider-Man? I did. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it seemed like kind of more of the same except now he's got electric powers. I don't know. Nothing about it really stuck out to me. 
I didn't finish it though. So maybe the story goes somewhere really interesting, but hmm. it kind of just seemed like an expansion with a different, like a, you know, I think him hit like how Miles Morales gets set up in the, in Spider-Man is good. Um, but I, I, I don't know. It just seemed like kind of more of the same to me. But. Don't wreck my joy, dude. Hey, experiences <laughs> will vary. Experiences will vary. Yeah, your, your mileage will may, may vary. Uh, we would love to hear in the chat and in the comments if you're watching this after the fact or uh, it, get in contact with us in the show notes and hit us up on our Discord or on our socials. We'd love to hear your top five. Uh, there has been a lively conversation about St. Pair getting wrecked and Bougie saying that his number one is... Well, he had an honorable mention of Sonic Frontiers and Pokemon Scarlet, Scarlet and Violet. And Josh said something and I, I lost my chat, so it doesn't matter. Um, oh, Hogwarts, yeah. And that's fine. Uh, the the Hogwarts thing. Um, time to get breakfast, Josh. <laughs> you you wreck me, my friend. Uh, anybody? Anything else for anything else before we close up shop here, guys, on this Friday afternoon? Uh, no, just jump in the Discord, say hi to us. <laughs> yeah, jump in the Discord and say hi to us. We like saying hi to people. Discord.gg/luxdigitalchurch. We'd love to hang out. And if you're already in the Discord, then. Go into general chat and tell us how awesome our game choices were or flame us for them. Either way, engagement is engagement, right? Uh, for Templar, for The Lift, for Navalis, we love you all. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. We will see you guys. Net flat cap. Thanks for joining us here. What, win, what wins between an army of robots and an army of zombies? Ooh, St. Bear with a hard-hitting question today. Zombies or robots? Who wins? Robots. Mm, maybe that should be a question for next time we get on the podcast. Ooh, <laughs> the lift already answered it. Uh, don't touch. Robots, robots, okay. robots, robots, robots. It's, it's got to be robots. All right. We love you all. We'll see you next time. Okay. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Adam, thanks for being here. Love you guys. Bye.